Welcome, we're the Grounded Space Cadets. We can get low spacey, but our feet are firmly planted on the ground. Join us as we navigate all things spiritual, psychological, and astrological. Okay, space babies, suits on, all systems go. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Happy holidays, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) And happy season finale to you, Marcella. Happy season finale, Brittany. This is episode 11, season finale of season one of the Grounded Space Cadets. I am so amazed and so grateful to be here. 11 episodes, that's amazing. You know, when we talked about this back in April and May, we had... No idea how this was going to pan out, so it's exciting to be on this end of it. Yes, very excited because it really has become an outlet for me. The outlet I never thought I was missing these last four years. You know, talking about it with some of my spiritual sisters that I've come through and met over the past four years has been one thing. But to actually pour it out and like share, and then, and then here's the kicker. To see our insights and see that people are listening, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, so full of gratitude. Yeah. My heart is so full. And it's just like, whoever those listeners are out there, I just want to say thank you. We are so grateful for you listening. Please share, share this message if it resonates with you. And we are so grateful for you guys just being here and seeing us and hearing us. Yeah. It's super exciting that we are making a connection with folks out there. And I don't know about you, but Marcella, but I'm ready to engage with our listeners. Me too. So, I mean, if you guys or ladies or folks out there have anything to share or um, any insights, or if you want to tell us a little bit about your own spiritual journey, we highly recommend that you know you go to our website, thegroundedspacecadets.com. Send us a little message or start following us on Instagram and um, slide into our DMs. Let us know what's up. That's right. And, you know, speaking of going into this holiday season, you guys, this is season finale of season one. We are going to take a little bit of a break for the holiday season. We've yep. had a lot going on the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I've this has been something that I've been super consistent with. And I'm very proud that we're at episode 11. Mm-hmm. But we both came to the conclusion that this is a good time for a good break. And it's going to give us some time to like integrate these last six months. Because even as we share the message, I don't know about you, Brittany, but I've been integrating a yeah. lot of like lessons yeah. these last six months as I've been sharing them on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, for instance, our last episode, Body Dysmorphia and Spirituality, like... That has been coming up ever since so we much. recorded that episode. And I'll get into that about my experience in Sedona. But yes. basically, my experience in Sedona was all about mm-hmm. body image. And so, I mean, these themes that we're talking about, they they come up again and again for us. And so, like Marcella said, we, we have a lot to integrate for ourselves. And naturally, you know, podcasters, they take breaks. And so we feel like this is a natural time mm-hmm. to end season one. And we're going to be off the air for about four weeks. Yes. We'll come back mid-January. and But during that time, we will be Prepping. thinking about season two yes. and where we want to go. We want to have a little more community involvement in mm-hmm. San Diego. So we want to actually be out there in open spaces, engaging with I'm folks. excited so about that. There's a lot that we're excited about and we're planning. And we just want some time to let that stuff settle in. Yes. 
Yes, and in the meantime, we have our website. Brittany was absolutely amazing to put in so much effort, so much hard work. It's www.thegroundedspacecadets, all one word, .com. You can listen to this podcast there. You can reach out to us there and get to know us a little bit more. We posted a little blurb about our background. And if not, you can go back to episode one and get to know us as well mm-hmm. while we're away. And if you're interested in um, my astrological counseling, if you want a birth chart reading, the link to my personal astrology website is also at thegroundedspacecadets.com. You can reach Marcella if you are interested in the body image coaching that she brought up last episode. Yes. Um, that's that's where you want to go. If you want to contact us, um, thegroundedspacecadets.com or find us at um, Instagram yes. at thegroundedspacecadets. You can. Absolutely. And from there, you we will reach out to you and, you know, we will DM and, and set up a, a reading or set up a, a free session, a free coaching session with myself where we can, you know, take about 20 to 30 minutes and talk about what is it about your body image that you're struggling with and how it is that my experience, my 15, 17 years of experience can really help you in that department. But we're stoked. Let's get into Sedona. Okay, because yeah. Because it was an amazing road trip. Yeah. First of all. It, it was a short Weekend. It was, but first of all, I haven't taken a road trip because I normally drive six and a half hours to visit my family up north. I haven't taken a road trip in that in a while. Mm-hmm. So this was nice to take a road trip because it wasn't just with me and my dog. <laughs> it was nice to actually but I'm have a bitch. Some, no. You're my bitch. <laughs> I'm her friend, really. She's my friend. She's my good friend. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing I told Brittany, though. I was like, on this trip, I, I firmly believe in the saying that says, when you really want to get to know someone, you either live with them mm-hmm. or you travel with yeah. them. And we got to know each other. So how do you feel about me I after mean, this? I think we did really well together. I think we did, too. In fact, so let me just lay out like our, our time in Sedona. We left... Friday morning after Thanksgiving, um, it was about a seven-hour journey mm-hmm. from San Diego to Sedona. So by the time we got into Sedona, sun was set. It was dark. Um, we get to our Airbnb, super cute, like renovated it's a barn. converted barn. Yeah, it was beautiful. Converted or renovated barn. It was with a loft and a mm-hmm. spiral staircase. staircase. That was so fun. Yeah, because yeah, we went to Sedona for the spiral psychic uh-huh. vortexes. Yeah. And then we had this cool manifestation physical manifestation of it in our airbnb which was really fun we were running up and down it like yeah we were (laughs) but after our our huge hike on saturday like we were both like exhausted and i think we had no problem just like passing out by like 8 or 8 30 it was just very easy going very um calming like it was great it really was and then we left sunday morning drove back yeah took it easy and like we pretty much that was our trip you know and we definitely felt like okay that was not enough Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to come back and spend some extra time or maybe check out a different trail canyon different area of Sedona because we definitely felt it was not enough time yeah but you didn't annoy me at all good there was never (laughs) a moment where I was like okay I'm going to go outside for a minute. I'm glad. And well, we that's are both very I quiet take, sleepers, right? We are very quiet. I don't move a lot. No, I don't either. You don't. So we did share a bed, but it was we a did. clean-sized bed, and it was a Tempur-Pedic. So it was can, so comfortable. Yeah, super comfy. Yeah. It worked out. And I think that's why 
we didn't really notice each other because I think the Tempur-Pedic uh-huh. actress, it absorbs. just like, it absorbs the movement. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. It was fine. I think everything lended to having a really great interaction, really great partnership out there. And, you know, it just goes to show how when we say, like, we're in pretty good um, symbiosis, symbiosis, like, mm-hmm. we saw it. We saw it play out. We yeah. saw it manifested. Because, you know, we've hung out. We've yeah. gone to lunch. We've obviously interacted for the podcast a lot. Yeah. But this was the first time us doing something that wasn't really focused on tasks or having lunch. Like, it was just yeah, you and me hanging out, yeah. talking yeah. all day. <laughs> and I really appreciate, like, I'm very Saturnian in my nature, meaning I'm very just kind of, like... Uh, I just need what I need to get by. I don't really embellish on things, but Marcella is very <laughs> cancer moon mama, and so she made, like, lemon water in the morning, which is shit that I don't normally do, and I'm just like, this is so nice. I, like, I like made her protein yeah. shake. Oh, my God, the protein shakes were the best. And, and I then made she her, gave me, like, like all these, drink. like, shots, energy shots. She's like, here, you'll need this. So I'm just like, oh, I feel so good my now. My cancer moon comes out a lot when I travel. And I, I really appreciate your nurturing side because it's it's a it comes from a place of, like, you don't ask, like, hey, do you want do me it. to do this? You just do it. Yeah. Because if somebody were to ask me, like, hey, do you want me to do this for you? I, I'd be like, oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. It's okay. Yeah. That's, no, I just do it. But you just do it. You're like, here, you like it. I'm like, ooh, I like it. Okay. So that was really nice. It's like, wow, I kind of need, um, I feel like if I eventually have a partner, like, I'll need a partner who's kind of like a wife, like, someone who, <laughs> you know, like, I, I like that. I, I um, <laughs> I am not. I that laugh came from, by the way. <laughs> that was like a genuine. I'm, def- I'm definitely cisgendered. <laughs> like I, I do prefer um, men, but like I do need a man who's like strong in many ways, but who's also kind of like feminine Nurturing. in that way. Yeah, Nurturing. we're like very like here, connected I to his feminine in the energy, morning. and mm-hmm. like that would be really really nice. But I don't, I don't know if that's out there. Maybe. Oh, trust me, it's out there. Maybe. Let but me anyways, tell you. So let I, me tell you, it's out there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We do have an example of that right now. Yes, we do. With you, so that. Yeah, that is just affirming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. So I really appreciated that. And I feel like my our, pleasure, my friend, my pleasure. Like the money exchange part two, where it was like, okay, oh, I'll get so this. Easy. Okay, I'll get that. Okay, I'll get this. I'll, I'll get that. And it was just like not a big deal. Um, and then, so the other part was leading up to Sedona. I know that your Saturnian side and like your other parts of you about planning and mm-hmm. having an mm-hmm. itinerary. Oh, yeah, I made an itinerary for me. I like to plan, but I'm more of like, I'm cool just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. That's just my Gemini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very go with the flow type of deal. Yeah. I'm okay. And a Libra rising. And a Libra rising. And if plans change, I'm totally fine with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if we didn't do most of the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when I got your itinerary that night, I was like, I love to see the manifestations of her sign, just <laughs> knowing who she is. And, and then me just being so like, I love that because now I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So you, we like balance each other very well because yeah. I may push a little bit more of your like happy-go nature side yeah. and you push more of like, let's stick to a routine, Marcella. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I am very Saturnian and I like to have structure, yeah. but I'm very mutable. Like I have a lot of cardinal mutable energy in my mm-hmm. astrological chart. So like I am very much with go with the flow. Yeah, I just are. feel secure Having, having that, that back up, that yes. structure, like, okay, this is where we can go. This is what we can do. Which it plays out when yeah. we do our podcast because you mm-hmm. plan our podcast. You mm-hmm. do a lot of research. Not that I don't either, but I do it very differently. I have a de- different style than mm-hmm. you do. 
but I appreciate what you do because it keeps me focused. <laughs> focused. There's an outline. Okay, we can follow this. Because as yep. you all know, I'm very passionate. I tend to go yeah. on tangents a lot. <laughs> and then depending on like the astrological weather, like I will get wrapped up in that. And then we're just like on all these tangents, like what we're doing right now. Yeah, because I, I, feed, <laughs> I feed that side of you yeah. and I can very much pull that out of you. I think that's why we I like hanging out trip. with you so much. We saw that on our trip. <laughs> it's like together we have ADHD. <laughs> Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> so we need we need that structure from my Saturnian side. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, we just go and it off. needs to come out before you interact with me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it just goes out the mm-hmm. window. I'm like crying right now because these are like tears of like so much fucking joy to yeah. have. Okay, a so nice way to end the season. It is because part of like the message that I was integrating throughout this whole experience for me, I didn't realize how much partnerships has been a theme for me over the last decade and my astrology right now is very fitting towards that right Mm -hmm. and it's been very prevalent not just like career partnerships I had to make some very um abrupt career decisions Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. past two weeks since our last episode Mm -hmm. I had to walk away from a career decision that I had made at the beginning of the year because myself for the past eight months felt very uncomfortable and I chose to ignore it Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons for uh, security for the conditioning that we know in this day and age fear I'll admit it a little bit of fear scarcity mindset so for me that alone and for me to just like walk away the way that I did because I had to stand up for myself for some injustices that were happening in the workplace and I spoke up and for me to like stand up for myself that way and then be like and then for the universe thereafter to say hey Marcella look at all this that was waiting for you Mm -hmm. as soon as you walked away from that uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. now you're like protected you're surrounded by so much love so much prosperity Mm -hmm. so many people literally telling you literally people telling me we have your back which has been the universe's message to me for like the past however long Mm -hmm. and i'm just so like full of like What's the word? Other, not just gratitude. It's like this immense amount of just like fulfillment has mm-hmm. come over mm-hmm. me these past few weeks. Because even though things are a little uncertain for me, it's a good thing. Yeah, I thrive in uncertainty. And I forget that I thrive in uncertainty. So these past two weeks after Sedona, part of the messages that I've been integrating because is a little bit of that yeah, Marcella, you've done a lot of growth in the department of that scarcity mindset. You needed to experience a little bit of like, oh, fuck, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Where's the money going to come from now? To like realize you're you're golden. Yeah. You've, you've evolved past that mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's been the message these past couple weeks. And I, I didn't share that with, with you before the episode, but it kind of came up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty good about where I'm headed because I'm going to be working less but still be pretty fucking secure, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's not like this just happened out of nowhere. Like, you were taking actions to kind of set yourself up to be in this place of security. And it wasn't obvious to you because this that previous job that you walked away from, you went into that with a scarcity mindset. Like, oh, shit, I need this 
you know, and so you're going to carry that energy throughout yeah. your employment there. And so when you stood up for yourself and you're like, I'm, I'm done, mm-hmm. um, that in a way is a message back to the universe or whoever's supporting you out there. Like, okay, she's ready. Yep. She's ready to That's take how I on saw it. all this new stuff. And I, I think I even remember, to, I, I told you, I'm like, Marcel, look at everything Mm-hmm. around you right mm-hmm. now like look how everything has fallen into place to support you mm-hmm. in this moment to walk away right you know it's right. with the people the connections you've made the partnerships the joy that you bring to the um to the new shop that you're working at well it's not new you've been there mm-hmm. for a while but you're working there part-time but you just you 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 are lit up by right. it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've learned too. Like, and I'm lit up doing lit this up with yes, you, yes. and I was lit up on our trip, and mm-hmm. I was lit up with the partnership I'm developing, mm-hmm. you know, in this relationship. And it's like, pay attention, Marcella. You have all these things that light you up, and you have this one thing that dims your light. Yeah. I mean, logically, your my soul was like, we got to get rid of this one thing that dims your light. Right. We all knew it. We all knew it. Literally everybody around me knew it. There was something about, there was a reason why you didn't walk away from it sooner. And I I do feel like the confrontation that you had um, was necessary. Was necessary. And regardless of what your old therapist said about it, I think it was the right choice, the way you responded. So I think, um, I mean, I'm sure our listeners are like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? But um, (laughs) she had to make a difficult choice. Um, She felt like she reacted in the moment, but honestly, she was being cornered. Mm-hmm. And so um, her therapist said that she was being a little aggressive, aggressive. about it, but I, I call bullshit on that. I think you, mm-hmm. you responded and I was in so a, glad way. that I have the environment and the people in my life to be able to talk about these things. So the reason I bring this up is because what did we know about Sonona before visiting? I was carrying all this with me going to Sedona. I had just left that job, mm-hmm. right? There was a lot of things happening, and I'm like, here I am taking a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have all this financial uncertainty, but I'm going to take a trip anyways mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm solid. Yeah. Like, there was a part of me that still was like, go. You need to go. Yeah. You cannot go. And it wasn't that ex- expensive. It wasn't. Trip. We did really, really good. Yeah. I mean, the most that we splurged on was our Airbnb. Other yeah. than that, we kept it pretty solid because yeah. – we kept it pretty natural. Yeah. There was something, too, that called for me to be natural. I didn't wear makeup the entire time. I didn't put anything in my hair. I even, instead of taking a plastic suitcase, I took a leather bag and a straw bag. <laughs> and I noticed that. And I was like, there's just some energy around me that's telling me to just keep it all natural. Yeah. And we, I mean, we did spend money on food and drinks. Uh-huh. And, of course, like, I splurged on a new Oracle deck. Um <laughs> I had to. I was being called to animals. I yes. found a really cool animal archangel. And we had a conversation dog. with the bird yeah. on our hike. Oh, yeah. We'll, so we'll talk to you guys awesome. about that. that. So cool. Okay, so, so what, what did we, we know about Sedona? about Sedona before visiting? Okay, so um, I knew people who went to Sedona to hike you know, among the beautiful red rocks there. I knew that people would go there for healing. Or right. For so that's why I was mentioning all the stuff that I was carrying because I'm like, okay, I know this is a healing portal. That mm-hmm. I knew of it. So I had that expectation, to be honest with yeah. you. Almost like I was going to go through like a a, a, a waterfall and mm-hmm. come out the other side cleansed and renewed. Mm-hmm. That was my, I, I, mm-hmm. even though we said we're not going to have expectations and we're going to be open-minded, there was a little bit of expectations I think I remember there. telling you, like saying, okay, we're not going to have expectations. Yeah. We're just going to go in and just be totally cleared. But in the back of my head, I was like, you have an expectation. Yeah. So I've heard from people... Um, that like 
you you know, going to Sedona, you could have psychic experiences. Um, you could have visions. You can be visited by angels. Like, all these, like, cool spiritual metaphysical experiences. And then um, before our trip, I purchased the book Sedona Psychic Energy Vortexes by Dick Sutphen, 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 S-U-T-P-H-E-N, and this book was written in the 80s, Um, so it's a little outdated, but it still has, like, some really cool information about the vortexes, but yeah, I mean, it kind of, like, reading the book, I was like, oh yeah, people experience some really interesting, unverifiable stuff there that's, Mm -hmm. like, spiritual, And so, of course, like, my expectation going into it that I didn't admit to, like, I was hoping to have a vision. I was hoping to have, like, some sort of telepathic download from an alien or from a spirit or fucking Metatron or something crazy, right? And it it was disappointing. But, but, Mm -hmm. something did happen. Uh Uh-huh. And it took two weeks for it to, like, really integrate and sink in. Same. And so both Marcella and I had our epiphanies about Sedona yesterday, mm-hmm. which was literally two weeks, last 14 night. days. Last night I had it. Post our trip. And I was just like, we both like had a, had our epiphanies. It was just like, whoa, okay. So it takes time for this stuff to sink in. Like I've said a million times on the podcast, like none of the spirituality shit is fast. Like no. it's slow. It takes time to sit in and integrate and come forward. And And here's the thing. Be careful what you ask for, right? Because you will get it. Right. Intention is powerful. I've always said it. However, it's never going to flourish or manifest in the way that you expect it. So I was expecting healing. I was like intentionally going into this with like hoping to have some sort of psychic experience. Mm -hmm. Because to me, my strengths spiritually, I feel are this like clear cognizance. So I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out my life on this trip. Like it's just going to hit me because, you know, Mm -hmm. Sedona, it's heightened for this. And I even I think I even told you after our trip was almost done, I was like, you know, we're in the desert. Things are very staticky. Mm-hmm. Our hair's been doing crazy things. I'm like, do you think some of these people just confuse some of this like psychic stuff for just extra electromagnetic energy? And we both yeah. just kind of laughed because I'm very glad to still keep a little bit of skepticism. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like we need that mm-hmm. to stay mm-hmm. open-minded mm-hmm. and to still question the things that are being right. presented. Because we did have a little experience. It was interesting. Let's talk about it. I was brushing my teeth the, night, the day we were getting oh, ready yeah. to go for our hike. Uh-huh. On Saturday morning, I was brushing mm-hmm. my teeth. Brittany was changing in the living room or upstairs in the living room. Yeah. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. And I was having a very loud conversation in my head about a text message exchange with someone that morning mm-hmm. and it was just like things just didn't add up time-wise and mm-hmm. I was very perplexed as far as like why they said certain things when it wasn't the time that I thought it was and I, it just hit me and so I turned around I went to the kitchen where my phone was and I, I typed in google um time uh, time zone Arizona as I as I typed it the solution came up and it said mountain time and I turned around and I said Brittany we're an hour and a head and she said the exact same thing <laughs> at the exact same time and she's yeah. like were you just thinking about that or was I and, and we would like try to figure out who picked up whose signal yeah, yeah. and it was you who picked yeah. up my signal because I was having a very loud conversation yeah. you weren't even thinking about it yeah I, I've been told in my astrology points that I'm points to the fact that I'm slightly telepathic but it's 
with the skepticism Mm -hmm. and the doubt it's like people don't realize like if you're psychic if you have some sort of esp or telepathy it's like it's not never obvious it's It's never never like somebody saying shit to you like hey was it like a gut feeling Uh, no i was literally like like, trying to figure out the time difference i was like i know we're in a different time zone because i read about it beforehand and i was looking up to see what the time i was um, i was on my phone too like looking up the time difference i was like same time you said it i was like i was just looking up i was just looking that up like and we both started laughing or were you thinking that did i get that from you because i i was i wasn't even doing that i wasn't even thinking about it but i was and in that second i was like (laughs) oh what's the time difference what is the time difference (laughs) and we both said i was like hey we're an hour ahead and you said hey we're mountain time or something like that (laughs) yeah yeah so i i do think with my telepathy i maybe i was able to tap into it a little bit easier but it's still really hard with i'm we i don't want to take too much time talking about this for this episode but with any sort of esp like you do have to you have to hone in on it. You have to mm. practice it. It's just like any other skill. Like you have to work on it to really be able to use it because it's most of the time the shit's out of our control. Right. Like we just get incoming messages, however you, you interpret those messages. And so it's just, it was hard. It's like a radio that you have on always yeah. with a dial that's always turning and you don't know quite yet how to like. And I think with my it, telepathy, right? like it has to be around people that I really connect with right. because it's, this isn't the first time this has happened between you and I, right? Right, where I'm mm-hmm. like, I say a name or something that you've been thinking, right? So I feel like we have a strong psychic connection in that yeah. way, but it, you know, it doesn't really happen for me that but often. But I, I, I think this is interesting to bring up because we we hear about psychics and you know people that say that they have tele tele, tele telepathy telepathy. Um, gifts and we dismiss it first of all because mm-hmm. in our mind that's fictional mm-hmm. we only see that in movies or you know stories right yeah. uh, marvel characters etc yeah. so that to us is because we've seen it played out in hollywood like that mm-hmm. or in a book or a comic book we think it's not actually possible for us right. as human beings and so in our human brain we try to conceptualize everything in a very linear way yeah and so which is why the bible is written the way that it's written because it had to be linear stories in mm-hmm. order for the human mind to understand it whereas if you interpret it through a more non-linear way more you know reading between the lines mm-hmm. and all this other stuff you start coming up with different answers right, right. well i feel like that was the whole experience people come into sedona saying okay i had like you you know i want to have a vision i want this because it's that linear concept that we understand because we really don't know how it happens no and it's different for everybody too it's like it's uh, very different apparently like what people have said the psychics that i follow everybody is a little bit a little psychic right like it's just extra sensory perception and you have to hone it in and you have to hone in on it and so i was hoping to have like a louder message or a louder voice um i mean i really was hoping to hear some sort of message but it was it but that whole time experience that we had it was i was having a very literally you guys when i have conversations in my head it's as if I'm talking to you guys. It's yeah. it's it's a it's literally a conversation. I talk to myself mm-hmm. in sentences and paragraphs, I and I answer yeah. myself, and it's a literal conversation. And mm-hmm. it was a very loud conversation <laughs> in my head. And the fact that she picked up on it, I was just I literally got goosebumps when we both said like we're an hour ahead, and she said we're in mountain time. I was like, 
dude and yeah. i just started laughing hysterically because that's always my reaction yeah. is and to we both laugh. had our phones because we, we were both, both looking we, it up at yes. the same time i'm like we're in mountain time and i showed you my phone we both showed each other yeah. the phone at the same time and i was like dude this is fucking amazing because yeah. it like you said it happened before but we hadn't been so honed in and mm-hmm. so present for us to understand how it happened. Yeah. It was me having a loud conversation. You picked up on the signal. Mm-hmm. And the signal to you was, what's the time difference? Yeah. It was, and it's. And, and you did it pick came, up it on my frequency. It was a question that came from me. It was my voice, right? So it's like hard to determine. Like, but it I, wasn't your it voice. From me, it was it mine. from somebody else, right? Yeah. I was the one yeah. questioning the time. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even reflect on that. I totally mm-hmm. forgot that even happened. So I've been thank reflecting you for, on it a thank lot. Thank you for bringing that up. That's going to uh, motivate me to maybe start practicing and like honing in on the telepathy thing. Absolutely. And there's ways that we could do it. I can, t- I can tell you about it yeah. afterwards. But yeah. if you are interested in hearing more about this, maybe suggest this idea of psychic abilities for an upcoming uh episode next season that would be good to talk to us people research tell us what you want i'd be willing to sit down with some psychics and maybe do some readings and some sessions that'd be great that'd be awesome and there's also a lot of like (sighs) grifters and like people who take advantage of this like Mm -hmm. i i come across even my own confirmation bias and like my own struggles with astrology too even though i am an astrologer like i i understand the barnum effect of like how we can easily see um, specific personality descriptors. They fit us uniquely because it, we want it to reflect us, but mm-hmm. really it reflects everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I understand the cognitive biases. Right. I understand, like, because it's shit's hard to verify. And mm-hmm. so, um, and we we tend we have a tendency to want to believe the things that we hear from quote unquote psychics. So right. I I get all that, but there's a part of me, and this is where spirituality comes into play. Like part of me like wants to believe. You know, I want to believe that, and I do think we have these extrasensory perceptions. Like Absolutely. right, like it's just you know we don't have the scientific. Um, devices or um we don't have the we don't have a way of explaining it yet in a scientific way so that's why most of us write it off and because we all experience it in such Mm -hmm. different unique ways like when i get a vision sometimes i told you i try to describe it to you but it's really hard for me to describe it to you when i get these like claircognizant type of visions Mm -hmm. and these knowingness Mm -hmm. it's a blend of images and like um like a slideshow that happens in like like a thousand slides oh, that you, just, you had one of those i did right like, when you're meditating uh-huh. in sedona yeah it was like a thousand slideshows that just come together and then i can literally see the entire story and then i don't see the entire i, I can see it i can't verbalize it but i know what it's trying to tell me it's like this right. knowingness and then it takes time to and integrate it, the information to which make is sense. what's been happening right. over the last couple of weeks i've right. been integrating like i told you finally yesterday when i was sitting down in the room with you know the two other women that i work with at the shop mm-hmm. i work it for a motorcycle um Uh, dealership and it's unheard of for females to be in a position of complete and utter power Mm -hmm. you know i have a general manager who's a female i have a finance manager slash sales manager who's also a female i'm also a finance manager like that's unheard of Mm -hmm. for this type of industry it's a it's a one branded motorcycle cruiser shop like Mm -hmm. it's a american cruiser shop Mm -hmm. You should see the guys that come through this mm-hmm, shop. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the guys with the vests and, and you know, like full on. Like, Beards. 
Harley Davidson yeah. trading in Harley Davidson crowds. Like that's mm. who I, you know, my customers. And it's so interesting that our shop is actually doing really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not attesting it to the three females running it because, one, I just joined the team. But the fact that I was sitting in this room with these three females discussing what we were discussing. And then it hit me, right, the experience with you and our trip and what we've been doing with our podcast. And then I told you throughout these last two weeks, my friends have just been reaching out to me Mm -hmm. versus me reaching out to my friends. Because most of my friends are, you know, married. They have children. I am completely compassionate and understanding that they have busy lives. Mm -hmm. So I usually reach out. Mm-hmm. Or when they do, like, I get it. Like, I have to take advantage when my friends are reaching out because I've got this moment in time uh-huh. that they can talk to me, uh-huh. right? But all these last two weeks, all of my beautiful friends that I've had for 15, 17 years have reached out to me just to check in, mm-hmm. not to ask for anything, just to say, hey. Mm-hmm. And do you remember a conversation I told you on the drive there that I was having these, like, feelings about my family? I'm like, why is it they only call me when they need a favor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But all my friends called and said... Just to say hi. Just to say hi. Mm-hmm. How are you? How's life? Like a reminder, like, hey... You do have that family. You have the family. Yeah. It's these partnerships that you created with mm-hmm. these wonderful women. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, I was told that I, I there was no such thing as real friends. Mm-hmm. That was part of, like, the conditioning that I had. Mm-hmm. So to, to see the unfolding of all these partnerships, because that's the thing of my astrology right now is partnerships. So I've been paying yeah. attention to my partnerships. Mm-hmm. I let go of the one that wasn't lighting me up, but then I realized all the ones that were lighting me yeah. up, the the career partnership that was lighting me up, the person that I'm dating that was lighting me up, you know, doing this podcast with you that's lighting me up, my friends that are reaching out to me lighting me up, mm-hmm. and they all represent a different version of Marcella at a different yeah. point in time where I was very, like, in a really good place. I said this to you before the podcast. Mm-hmm. They all, like, came at a time where I really needed them, mm-hmm. but they've also evolved to the point where they they have supported me through the really rough spots Mm -hmm. and they know the genuine me Mm -hmm. all the different parts and versions of me yeah and they love and accept all those different parts and if they've known you for that long they've seen your evolution and they're still sticking around right like exactly and that was very evident and i had to like you know when you're when you're just you start taking things for granted because they're always there Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that i was taking those partnerships for granted Mm -hmm. And it was that validation. And through all of that, it was more of just the universe saying, yo, dude, you've had people that have had your back this whole entire time. Remember, be grateful. Like, you have a family. It's just not the typical family dynamic that you're used to. That reminds me of how you were feeling when you sprained your ankle. Remember? Yeah. I was feeling very alone. Like, Even though you're like, logically, you're like, I know I'm not alone, but I just feel very alone and then the past month and a half afterwards like everybody's kind of coming forward and revealing Uh to you like hey you're not alone yeah without you having to ask you and not just being that but being supported Mm -hmm. you're you like you're you we've got your back Mm -hmm. and that message came to me a year ago I had a reading Mm -hmm. and he said, the universe has your back. Mm -hmm. And I've stuck with that. That's been my motto this whole year. The universe has my back. The Mm -hmm. universe has my back. Well, I just realized it's not just the universe. The universe has sent. And I have embraced and appreciated these people so much that I know these are the people that have my back. And these are my universe. It's very clear. It's so fucking clear. And that was very like, ah, like... 
I, felt I can tell very like loved. there's a buoyancy to right? you when you talk about it. Like yeah. you just you look like you're just held in a space of like love and support. support. Yeah. Which is what I've been asking for and, and it was it took all this to realize you have it. Mm-hmm. You just, you weren't paying attention yeah, to it. Yeah, because I remember when you sprained your ankle and it did bring up a lot of family longing, like that longing to have a type of family that you didn't have mm-hmm. and you were um, rightly fixated on like your dynamics with um, your family members. And then over time, that became less and less of the conversation. Yeah. Right. And then, Going into Sedona, I made that decision to leave that job, and it was almost like, okay, I've shedded the parts of me I don't need. And I said that. Mm -hmm. I'm shedding parts of me I don't need Mm -hmm. to allow space Mm -hmm. for the parts of me that are trying to flourish. Mm -hmm. But because I wasn't able to let go of this other things, it was taking enough space Mm -hmm. for the things that wanted to flourish. So now that I've let it go, it's like it's flourishing. I'm not saying I'm fully there, but it's like it's allowing space, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like that's how I Mm -hmm. felt in Sedona. And being in the desert full of space, Uh right? Um, That night that we went after our hike, Mm -hmm. um, well, the hike was beautiful. Let's talk about the hike. Because that's why we came to Sedona was to, you know, get our feet dirty and be like on the earth and mm-hmm. like really connected to it and so so here's what i knew a little bit about our, uh sedona was if you guys understand kundalini energy and if not we'll probably have to do an episode on kundalini um the earth planet earth just like you have that kundalini snake energy coiled in your root chakra and as you do your spiritual awakening right it uncoils which is why we see the serpent rising mm-hmm. and it rises that to the imagery. crown chakra yeah. and then you reach con- like consciousness, right? Like mm-hmm. ultimate consciousness. Well, what I understood about Sedona was that it's part of the bot. So the, the coil, the, the coiled snake starts. Wait, can I interrupt you? Yes. Okay. So you just said that we have Kundalini energy within our body and it's uh, represented or the image of it is a serpent. So like that's how we like visually think of it, but it's energy. And so because we're living, we have it. And Mm so there's this theory, this idea that, you know, earth is a living entity. We're living on a living entity. Right. And so because it's living, it also has Kundalini energy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So as the snake, it, it flows through, you know, the Middle Eastern, the head starts in like Egypt area, Middle Eastern, and it wraps around part of the body goes through the United States and the main body goes through Sedona. And mm-hmm. so that's why they say a lot of these vortexes are so concentrated. Mount Shasta is another point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um in northern, in northern California, as well, is another huge point that I would love for us to take I've a trip been there to. Before, by the way. And now that I know that, I want to yes, go back. Mount Shasta yeah. is another vortex yeah. point. Anyways, so we have these two major points in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's it's Arizona and it's Mount Shasta. Oh, okay. okay. And so that's what I knew about it. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting like to because I'm very like highly sensitive. Like mm-hmm. I, I sense energy changes and shifts and stuff. I, I was expecting to feel different. Feel the energy, yeah. 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 That was my expectation. I so I forgot to but mention that yeah. earlier. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had the same expectation too. Like I, I just wanted it to be very a very obvious feeling. Yeah. But what was obvious was just the feeling of driving into Sedona Friday night and like driving up to the trailhead. Uh-huh. We decided to just do one hike 
we checked out Boynton Canyon because we had one day and we knew that we could get a lot out of that yeah. hike. It was going to take a few hours. There were a lot of cool things to see. There was some Native American ruins to check out. And so just being driving into Sedona and then being out in the nature there, like I just had this overwhelming sense of calmness. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt very held and protected and just like comforted and the energy is tranquil there yeah it is so tranquil it's like I don't but know. i think it's, it's like stepping into a spa without it being at a spa it's like whoa but it's also pertaining to the fact that there's not tall buildings around right. there's not they don't have a lot of um street lights because they it's mm-hmm. a protected sky um oh that was the other thing there's oh so much God. to share. There's so much to share. We might go over an hour yeah. for this. So I just cried. just bear with us. It's our season finale I episode. Totally yeah, cried okay, so. looking at the sky. Okay, we're gonna take a little tangent <laughs> off from the trail and we're gonna talk about what we experienced the first night we were there. So we decided to walk to a bar because it was just a few it was not even a block away. It was like no. a block away from our Airbnb and like that's when I realized like, oh, there's not a lot of street lamps. It's dark. And then we both looked up to the sky and we were like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my God, you can see the stars because we cannot, we don't get a lot of um, stars. We don't see a lot in San Diego, A, because of the marine layer and then just like light pollution, right? right? So we see like maybe one or two planets and like maybe the brighter ones, the brighter ones, right? And so it was just like, you could see a little bit of the Milky Way, the outline of it. And we were just, we were like covered in stars. You know, we were like kids in a candy shop. We were like giggling Uh and like just so tickled by it. I shed a few tears because it was just like joy that fell over me. It was, I described it to you before the episode started. I was like, I was like, you know, like those, those videos you've seen of infants that get, um, a hearing aid implanted mm-hmm. and they get to hear the, the sound of their mom's yeah. voice for the first time. Yeah. That was that feeling. Yeah. Even though I've seen the stars like that, I hadn't seen the stars like that. Cause you weren't, you were just looking up at the night sky. I exactly, I know exactly what you're saying and how you feel because I have also experienced the stars before and it's but like, not through this lens, but not through this new evolved spiritual lens. Of, I agree. And connect, especially now that I'm an astrologer, I have like a deep connection to the night sky. And so being able to see it, I was like, Oh my god! I was so overwhelmed with joy. It was so great, and it was like, this is why I came. Mm-hmm. It was this connection to not just Earth, right? Because we had walked the Earth all day mm-hmm. before we even started the hike. We asked for permission mm-hmm. to experience yeah. um, the energy there. Yeah, you know, we we. It was really important to me that before we walked on the trails that we asked for um, permission from the spirits and the past indigenous folks and especially because we know mm-hmm. their land was just taken from them yeah so we wanted to be like hey we're here to just experience we're yeah. not here to take we're not here to leave behind anything either right we're just here to observe mm-hmm. and whatever you want to share with us we are grateful for whatever you share. We literally right. talked to the land yeah. is what we did. Yeah. So we did our little prayer before we got on the trail. And then it just felt really good to be there. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I mean, the only thing that I didn't enjoy about Boynton Canyon is that there is that enchantment resort mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. for, it felt like for the first, like, I don't know. Half a mile half to a mile, mile almost. You're walking along yeah. the resort. And it, so it's noisy. It, yeah. They, you could hear people playing tennis. Yeah. Um, so that kind of takes away from just slightly, though. I wouldn't say it totally ruined the hike. Yeah. Because we, 
we stopped like every 10 feet to like admire the rocks and it was just because yeah. we're focus so goes energy flows so gorgeous. i figured as long as yeah. we don't focus on it yeah. you know we float we focus our energy over here and that's what exactly we did we ended up taking so many damn yeah. pictures even before we hit the main canyon yeah because the sun was it wasn't fully up yet i mean we started at like 9 30 so the sun was hitting the rocks and the trees at such a angle that it just illuminated everything and our cameras and made everything glow i mean i understand glares because of the way the convexes you know shape are shaped in the lenses of cameras but the fact that there's so much more electromagnetic energy our cameras are able to pick it up even mm -hmm. more so you see the refraction of light so much yeah. and it was beautiful because to me, it's all this quote-unquote invisible layers that are in front of us, surrounding us all the time. Mm -hmm. In this space and time, even though it was through that lens, I got to see it. Yeah. And it was almost like, hey, there is a lot more in quote-unquote space in front of you that you yeah. have no clue is, exists. And, and it we was logically that, know that. And like, it was that reconfirmation. For some, reason, for some reason, we don't want to give it any... Um, importance or anything like but that. But how stuck were we on the flares? We were observing the pictures oh, yeah. for fucking <laughs> a week and yeah. commenting on the flares. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we so stuck on the flares? And I was like, it's the fact that we finally have this ability. It's like when we get to see a rainbow, yeah. right? The fact that there's so much more extra That's moisture mm -hmm. and the way the light is being able to like refract through the moisture, right. we can actually see the way light And we did up. see the flares were making that Taurus, the heart resonance, like they it were. had the same shape. So we were totally tripping out on that. It was like, the light was shit. making all of these sacred geometry shapes. Yeah, we were yeah, looking up yeah. the pictures was and like comparing a spiral, them. Like, and then we were in a quote unquote, like psychic vortex. We and here really we are were. capturing it with the the light of the cameras yes. and as we're doing this a bird so there was a crowd <laughs> of people there when we got there oh wait wait so what marcella is talking about it was at the end of point and canyon trail i'm so excited i want to share i know everything. i know so <laughs> we get to the end and this is where we decide where we're gonna sit and meditate and you're kind of up high in this very narrow canyon mm -hmm. so we're at the end of this very narrow canyon and we're surrounded by Red enormous rocks. rock walls mm -hmm. like if you're a rock climber you'd be like oh shit i want to climb that and yeah. it would probably take like you know a, a few hours to climb the rock faces they were really tall mm -hmm. and we were at like this point at the end and we were sitting on this beautiful red sloping rock and we were surrounded by shrubs and trees and then there was this little outcropping that was kind of like a nice little bench for us to yep. sit on and it was made of rock mm -hmm. and so we're like okay this is where we will do our meditation and we'll do our prayer and so that's that's where we were when marcella is about to explain yeah what we saw. so we got there there's a few people there so we're like, okay we're gonna have our snacks we mm -hmm. sat down we had our snacks and then we realized people were clearing out mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're by ourselves mm -hmm. and we're like let's do our meditation now mm -hmm. i take my shoes off we sit comfortably and all of a sudden we get quiet and there's a bird that starts to chirp yep yep and it, I, and I, it would not shut up it, it wanted our attention it, wanted it our was attention. staring directly so what did at we us do? we gave it our attention yeah. we literally both it. at the same time addressed it yeah yeah, and then I tried to get video of it. I got some video of it, but as soon, you know, animals, as soon as you take out the camera, it's like they, they like know, it. and they're like, you're capturing my soul. Yeah. Don't trap my soul don't in that camera. But yeah, it was really, really neat. Um, and what was neat about the bird, it was a beautiful bird. I'll, let's see if I can describe it. It had like black wings, a white body with like uh, like beige speckles uh -huh. on its chest. And it had chest. like a darker head. Yeah, and it had like a little bit of red, uh -huh. right? It did. Like the red rock. Uh -huh. So it was beautiful and it would hang out with us and then as soon as like other people on the trail would come to the end of the trail and like kind of hang out leave. near us it would disappear 
it would fly away and then those people were done hanging out and they left and we sat and we tried to do meditate some more and then the bird would come back the bird came and back. it would just chirp 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 talk to us the whole but time and we knew we were having a conversation with it because it would chirp we would ask it things it, it would, would chirp. chirp. We would ask it things. It would like it was waiting and then for people us would to come finish. up from the trail, and, and then it would fly talking. away. <laughs> it would fly away. Be like I'm out. Bye. When th- when they're gone, I'll come back. So we literally had an interaction, a conversation with a bird, which I thought was really beautiful because, mm-hmm. to me, I always say like my energy when I I know I'm in a really good energy, I can tell because kids and animals just come up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just flock like to white, me. Right? I am like like oh. I. That's exactly what I pictured yeah. in my head when I'm like I'm in a really good energy space mm-hmm. right now because yeah like bees will come around and I'm okay and like a hummingbird and mm-hmm. yeah and so that's what I felt like in that moment yeah. I was like I'm in, in such a a space of meditation but also I feel like we were in that vibrational field with nature mm-hmm we're in that resonance with nature, which is the Schumann resonance, which mm. which is why we were in that heart-brain coherence. Mm-hmm. And we were able to observe and we were able to appreciate our surroundings. We were so present. Yeah, well, we you were. were. Sh- I was very I was present. present. This is like where my shit came up. And this I was really, I was honestly up. pissed. Yep. I was pissed. I was pissed off that I like traveled this way to meditate and at it a came spiritual up vortex and ugly shit came up for me. And so I was it not happy with it. started coming up as we started taking selfies. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the canyon. And then you started bringing stuff up about your yeah, dysmorphia. Yeah, so, okay. So this is why this is linked to our previous episode, episode 10, body dysmorphia. And so we... I talked we talked about our experiences with it but um at Sedona like it came up again where uh, Marcella and I would take pictures and I she'd show me the picture and I did not recognize myself in and the I'd picture be like you look beautiful and she's like I don't like it yeah I, and this is common she's like, like I hate people, my face. people who have known she me. literally would say yeah, that. I, I, I hate like, my I, face I did not I was like oh you can't are you hearing the words that are coming know, out of your mouth right I now know it was bad but and it was weird I was like I don't testing right now I don't understand I, I I just didn't understand like why am I having this problem right now it was so bizarre it came out of nowhere and I think that's you know I, I and mean you I didn't really meditate I don't even because know. of it no I couldn't I was you just and I, I was angry I, I was tell. angry I was angry I, I was like your, this is so not this side of my body was uh-huh. very my what's this my right side of my body was very calm and yeah, you, were, on your you were sitting left. to my left yeah I could feel the prickly energy coming yeah. off of you I could tell you weren't at ease I was irritated I was angry that, that I, that's what I was dealing with while in Sedona, I was like, this is not what I came here for. You know what it felt like? Static mm-hmm. coming off of you. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Well, what happened, um, so I would look at pictures, take pictures, and the face that I saw, I didn't recognize the face. I mean, I did recognize the face. It reminded me of somebody, and I don't really want to talk it, about yeah, who it but was. But you didn't but, say it out loud yeah. until after you almost... Oh, sprained my ankle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me explain. Okay, so I was obviously experiencing some body dysmorphia. I was not. I mean, I really did not recognize who I was in the pictures, and it was it was very confusing. Um, it was making me upset mm-hmm. and angry. It was. I could. Um, tell. And but afterwards, like after we were done, I felt lighter, even though like I was angry. When we got back on the trail, like my feet felt lighter. Like 
and I was just like, my feet also leading up to this point, my feet were really sore. I, I um, have a Peloton at home and I ride like crazy and it's, my feet have been, it felt like my feet had been storing a lot of like stagnant blocked chi energy in my feet and they were just sore and we were on our way to another part of the trail and I rolled my ankle. Mm-hmm. And I like I literally like rolled almost rolled, but I yep. a tree caught me. Yep. And I was a little embarrassed because we had like two foreign guys behind us who were following us to Subway Cave. And I was just like, okay, but you know what? When I rolled my ankle, I was like, it doesn't hurt. In fact, it felt like when you take a um, what are those the glow sticks and mm-hmm. you have to snap them crack to glow, them. crack mm-hmm. them. That's what it felt like. It felt like this big release of energy, and then it dawned on me like, oh, I have a lot of like. And I was so concerned that I was gonna have to carry you. No, I was, it was like, I just recently rolled energy. my ankle, and yeah, I know what that know. feels I like. I know you were having like a little bit of PTSD. I was. I was <laughs> like, like, oh, oh shit. shit, are you okay? Are you, I kept asking her, are you sure? I'm like, it's not no. Sore? I'm like, it's not it, swollen. It never hurt. It never. Nothing ever happened. But it felt like a release of energy, and then and it was a full on roll because I saw it roll. Yeah, I almost like if that tree didn't catch me, I would have like my whole body would have rolled. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad it was, but I didn't sprain it. And it just, it was this immense release of energy. And then I felt, I definitely felt lighter afterwards. Like I, and the body dysmorphia wasn't as bothersome to me. It was still an issue, but it was. And here's what happened after you rolled. We kept talking about it. Mm -hmm. And you said something there where you were like, I know, I know why I dislike my face. Mm -hmm. And you said it out loud. Mm -hmm. And after you said it out loud, that's when you, when you were like, you know what? You were more accepting of yourself after yeah. that because yeah. I told you you're looking through a lens of of how you feel about this person, right, right, and you're looking at yourself that way. Yeah, and I was really annoyed because I didn't want to carry that person that. into that experience. Because but you don't then deserve that. That person was there, and that because I was seeing that person reflected in my face i was like oh shit this person's here with me and i don't want that i don't want that but obviously there was something that i needed to heal in that moment and it wasn't until yesterday two weeks later that the whole lesson of the body dysmorphia at sedona really came to light for me and what i what i'm taking away from sedona is that you know for years since my spiritual awakening I felt like, okay, I'm in my body. I'm finally embodied. Like, I, I'm not, I'm no longer in my head. And I thought my feet were hurting because I thought that I was like, extremely grounded. But all November, I was doing very intellectual things. I was designing the website. I've been doing stuff for school, like, not really in my body. So it was more like, no, you need to get in your body again. Mm-hmm. Which and, is what we did in Sedona. Yes, we, got very we did. Grounded. And then I had a reflexology massage to work on my feet. And then there was this, like, she, the woman was amazing. She, I just had this, like, surge of energy throughout my body that was stored in my feet. And I, it, it kind of it floored me. Like, I was really exhausted for a few days. But it's what I needed. And then I was working out yesterday on the bike. And when I work out, sometimes my body is concerned that I'm, um, at in danger so it will go into fight or flight and i have to tell my body like hey it's cool like we're working out we're doing a good thing for our body i'm doing something for you mm-hmm. and when i said that to myself yesterday the spontaneous like wide smile came onto my face and i was like i did not think of that and it just hit me like it was like how people describe like those lightning bolts of intuition i was yep. like my body those is not my yeah my body is not my body like my body, yes, I'm living in this body, but I'm a soul borrowing this body. And it was this weird, like 
duality, unity, organism separate from your soul. Yes. And yes. you realize yes. that I am the soul. I am yeah. not this body. But I, for so long, I was like, I am my body. I'm in my body. I'm embodied. And then it just really, it dawned on me like, I am in partnership with this body. This body is not my own. Mm -hmm. And once I was able to think of it in that way, it was like, oh, shit, I really got to take care of this body. Like, and I got to, I had to objectify it in a way that like, we're not used to using that term, but like seeing it as an object, Mm -hmm. a separate organic object of like, this thing is living and I'm in partnership with it. But it's its own universe, right? Like, we have our own microbiome and all that shit. And, like, the body is finite, so i got to take care of it. My soul is infinite, so I need to respect this body because it is finite. And then I realized I'm in this symbiotic relationship with my body. And that's where that smile came from. That smile did not come from my soul. That smile did not come from my mind. It came from the body responding to what I was Thank, saying to thank it. Thank you for finally seeing me. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy. And like I do a lot of times on the bike because this is why I work out. Like I need to work out to get energy out. I was just like happy tears. I was like, oh shit. Like, and then on top of that, I recognize that like, okay, this is, this body isn't mine, but I'm inhabiting it. But this body is also this amazing genetic lineage yes. of evolution, right? Yes, and so, and that so that gave things. me peace because of what I was seeing in my face, the person I was seeing in my face. And you've been that, talking a lot about your ancestors. Yes, yes. And so making that connection of like, okay, not my body, but this is a genetic lineage of miraculous mm-hmm. evolution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Completely miraculous. So... It just felt very, um, uh, what's, I don't I didn't even know how to say, but it was the, it was the breakthrough I needed. Yeah. And then now I, I don't see, I looked at my body differently, like with different eyes. I was just like, oh, okay. I no longer, um, I mean, I've looked at pictures of myself now and it's like, it just it's different it's like no wonder why I didn't recognize myself it was like whatever was trying to communicate to me that idea it's like you don't recognize yourself because you are not your body and yeah. I, but I am my body that's what's so trippy about that is that it's the duality it the unit thing it's like unifying thing it's like okay I, I am my body but I'm not my body yeah you know and and I came to that realization this week because you know the theme has been what parts of me do I still need to shed that are holding me back or that I'm not allowing space for the other parts of me to flourish? And we've been talking a lot about identity, right? And how identity shapes a lot of how we subconsciously act, right? right. The strongest need in the human body is a need to stay consistent with who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I think I've shared with you before and you've seen it on my fridge. I have that picture when I was 21 years old, when I was at my heaviest, almost mm-hmm. 300 pounds. And mm-hmm. I told people, I keep that there as a reminder of now, not to like force me to stop eating because mm-hmm. it's on my fridge. It's more of like grateful of how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Well, originally I did put it up for, hey, do you want to go back oh, to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And then it turned into appreciation of how far I've come through my personal development journey after these two weeks I took that picture down two days ago and I hugged it Mm -hmm. and I looked at her face and I'm going to cry right now and I looked at her face and I said 
thank you. Mm. Thank you for putting up with all that bullshit that I put you through. Mm. Because I put her through a lot. But look at where you are now. You are no longer this person. You don't have to hang on to this identity that protected you for so long. Oh my goodness. And it was like this full circle moment that I needed to release her. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I was still hanging on to that version of myself that had protected herself for so long. And I've been telling you a lot about all this thing coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. And so <clears throat> thank you for that space by the way yeah uh and so get a tissue too it was beautiful because i like held her and it was almost like i could feel myself hugging my 21 year old self who was in so much pain who felt so unworthy and all of a sudden i just felt so much Mm self-love and so much self-compassion i was like this is this is the moment you've been needing yeah to like it was like a culmination of a lot of things, right? And so... And we've been talking about the reparenting. A lot. And the inner child work. It's like we've been talking about it in a very logical, um, intellectual, intellectualizing it. Right. But in that moment was I've the felt, parenting moment you needed. Yeah. And it's not like you were able... We, we try to like think ahead of time like okay i'll do this i'll do this and i'll have this outcome no right? you if never know this, how it's gonna unfold yeah it just happened spontaneously and for we you. talked a lot about it on the trip yeah right mm-hmm. there was a lot of this talk about it and yeah it's taking these two weeks of uncertainty and things that are shifting and transitioning and it was having had that mental focus when we went to Sedona to bring it to light. Obviously, I know that I brought it to light. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Sedona. It was mm-hmm. my focus to choose to bring it to light. I know this. But it was, I'm thankful for that two sessions that I had with the therapist because she asked me one question that said, are you ready to release your trauma? Mm-hmm. And for me to verbally say yes. That alone, I feel like, initiated, initiated all of this. Yeah. And then going to Sedona and being so co- like present. And the part when I was like going to share that we looked up at the stars and I just was so overwhelmed with like joy and I felt so connected, almost as if I was seeing like old family that I hadn't seen before, but it being so like grounded. Mm-hmm. Grounded in Mother Earth, connected with our celestial ancestors because there are ancestors Mm -hmm. right it was almost like i understood who this being is i am that connection that keeps we're so much more that keeps our celestial connected to our earth Mm -hmm. and if we don't meditate if we don't pray if we don't concentrate in maintaining this connection between the celestial and our earth we come to this space where we're at as a collective where we don't appreciate mother nature where we take her for granted yeah, and we exploit and we exploit the shit, the out, shit of out of her for power for control mm-hmm. for money and we exploit each other mm-hmm. and we take each other for granted mm-hmm. and in that s- moment i realized who we are mm-hmm. we are the beings that maintain the collection between our ancestors yes. thank you yes. and our present yeah. our pre our, yes. our ancestors and our present uh-huh and then in that, so many different ways. I love that you just totally put that into words because that is what I've been feeling too. That is exactly what I've been feeling, but I haven't put it into words in such a beautiful way. This and, is why I love our podcast because it then, just it comes out yeah, in all our this podcast. Stuff just comes out. It's wonderful. 
it's not like we had this conversation beforehand. No, it's, but that's that, and also with like the body image issues that came up for me, a lot of messaging around that was like, you are so much more than how you look. I mm-hmm. mean, and the whole spiritual journey has started that, but then like our experiences at Sedona and what I've been integrating over the last two weeks, it's like. I feel like it's time for all of us to come back to that deep connection with our, our lineage, not mm-hmm. just our familial no. lineage, but with the earth, yes. with the skies, so, mm-hmm. with our ancestors, and with our fucking future. Yes. No, I mean, it's important to be present. It's important to be mindful and in the moment. But we now need to step back from this commercialized lifestyle that we've been living for the past hundred years or so ever since the industrial revolution and we need to get back to just being in connection with the earth and being in connection with our souls and with when i'm talking to marcella right now i I see marcella in her physical 3d form for sure but i feel Mm -hmm. such a connection to marcella that i feel like every time we get together it's like our souls are Mm -hmm. just like they're so happy to be together yeah right it's just it it's so it's such a freeing feeling and it is it is a loving feeling and it's an expansive feeling but what you said yeah i mean that's why i love studying astrology mm-hmm. that's why i love studying systems and relationships because we're all in relationship to the earth yeah. we're all in relationship to the sky whether or not like you are aware of it you're still making choices that affect both and you are coded Mm -hmm. your genes your dna is literally a coding system Mm -hmm. that has evolved from those celestial lineages right right yeah our carbon composite Mm -hmm. our atomic composite Mm -hmm. is the same one that is found in outer fucking space Mm -hmm. in in planetary systems that are who knows where Mm -hmm. that we can't even fathom the amount of time it would take to get there right we have that same construction because we are it and it is us we're just in a different space and time of evolution right but i do wholeheartedly believe that we are the connection between our celestial art between heaven and earth yeah we are we're the that middle space that middle ground and and we have to maintain that connection we have a huge responsibility and Mm -hmm. it's you know we have a responsibility to the earth we have a responsibility to each other and it's um that that can take me on to another conversation but um i mean i hope those of you who are listening realize like the immense um power there is in that like we and the immense like love the fact being responsible is to each other like that's an outward expression of Mm -hmm. love and and you're gonna you're gonna live your life outwardly differently when you come from that space right so you know for me sedona was a two-day road trip that has been the culmination of this year having started this podcast with Mm -hmm. you but i've also done a lot of self work and healing on my own and to see it come to flourish and to put it all together and integrate it like this and i'm i know there's more that's going to integrate over the you know as the year ends because there's a reason we're called to hermit during this time of year right we want to integrate the lessons and then prepare our, our our physical physical vessel for what's to come in the spring so it's like i'm so glad we were able to take time to focus on this because i feel much more equipped and prepared and excited yeah 
for the next chapter that's about to unfold for me and for us on this podcast journey. And I think humanity, we're all going through Mm -hmm. an evolution right now. And um, especially that was really kicked off, initiated with the COVID pandemic, which is, you know, still playing out. And um, I try not to be disheartened by some of the, the negative shit I see, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the negative shit we see, it's just pushback, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all, I feel like we all kind of came away from the pandemic knowing like, okay, um, I'm not happy with the way I've been living exactly. my life. I'm not happy with the way things are. And we really had to take a t- our time to sit with it. And I, the behavior I've been seeing from a lot of humanity lately, it's like, There are people in power who are desperately trying to hold on, desperately trying to hold on. But we're 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 losing it. it. I mean, I even had this conversation with um, we're getting new closets. This will be a brief Mm -hmm. aside. But Marcel and I have talked about how now people are looking for their calling. Right. Mm -hmm. Like and your calling could be um, of something very simple. You know, it doesn't have to be your job, but um, people aren't really putting up anymore with like going to work and, and, being, treated like and being treated like shit like a cog in the system and only getting like one or two days off right. a year and like not getting the sick pay they need and or appreciation and I mean, or the appreciation mm-hmm. and my mom and i went to go check out new closets and the guy was talking about how he he needs workers nobody wants to work nobody wants to work and they're and i just kind of kept my mouth shut mm-hmm. but i at the end when it came up again towards the end of our conversation i'm like well people people want to live differently Mm-hmm. You know, like people are are done with that, and and, and labor and has to evolve yeah, to reflect that. I mean, with the whole, there was that whole um, shit. I'm gonna lose it, but the the, the train. Resi- no, no. Just recently, there was um, the conductors and all the rail workers. Oh, mm-hmm. the rail workers were um, going to um, strike for. Mm-hmm. They don't. They get one sick day a year. They work every day, pretty much. They're treated like complete shit and they mm-hmm. they barely got what they wanted and they in keep the negotiation practically running right they keep the country running and it's just like we can't do that anymore right. we cannot treat humans Mm-mm. as expendable anymore right it's that's done we're done with that now mm-hmm. and employers are confused by it they are they are thinking that people are lazy but it's just no, no people aren't being put up with treated like no, shit anymore we want to go back to we need that human connection again yes. we're we are we need work life balance. Right. I need to be able to stay connected with my family. Right. And how can we only I cannot give... you cannot I cannot be the one spending more time in an office than I am in my home. Yeah. It's just And how can we after the pandemic, how can any employer be like, Oh no, you only get two days of sick leave? But even with it, like even with the flu, like you need a good five days, a good Dude, I've seen people with this last RSV thing go down three times in a row. Yeah. Because it just, it hits them, and it hits them, and it hits them. People are being tired of... How can you just have we're being five tired days of, of sick exploited. day like that? Exploitation, it, we're done. People are yeah. over it. They're over it. And so I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of pushback. But, um, you know, how are we going to connect this back to Sedona? I don't know. We went off on a tangent again. <laughs> but Sedona's amazing. If you decide that you want to go to Sedona and experience what we experience, um, I would just recommend that you go with respect to the land. Mm-hmm. Um, with an open mind. If you go hiking, 
if whatever you take out on the trail, like trash, you pack it out. You yep. don't throw don't leave it. anything behind. Don't leave it behind. Mm-hmm. If you have an orange and you peel your orange, do not leave the orange peel behind. Take the orange peel does not belong there. It's not a native plant mm-hmm. to that area. So it's it's going to disrupt the ecosystem. And not only that, it's being disrespectful. Yeah. You are, you are the visitor there. Think of it as you going into someone else's home. Would you go into someone else's home and trash it everywhere? I just don't understand that how people are like hey, okay doing that. You just, like, You're literally in someone outside. else's home right now, so it's treat something. it as such. And if you treat it as such, the land will treat you back that way. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what happened. We treated it with respect. We asked for permission to experience its energy, and it it invited us to do so. And yeah. we very much are still carrying a lot of its lessons with us. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's going to continue to evolve throughout right. the year, but. You know, it's um, one hour and 11 minutes. I feel like it's a great time to, to oh, yeah. wrap it up and All do right. our last tarot pool of the year. Well, this is from, not tarot necessarily, Sorry. but it's um, from Starseed. the Starseeds Wisdom for Spiritual Growth by Nari Anastasia. And it's just a little um, spiritual uh, mantra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Spiritual mantra. So what is our on. mantra for um, this episode? Our very last episode of season one. Season one finale. It is advancement a strong energy is propelling you forward follow the steerings of your heart oh my goodness that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. message to wrap up the end of the year it just goes to show like you said this energy that we took away from sedona it's still working it's Mm -hmm. magic and it's gonna it's gonna take a while to process it absolutely we want to thank each and every one of you guys for sharing this season one with us. It's been an absolute ball. Thank you, Brittany, for this journey. I'm excited for season two. Me too. If you resonated with any of our message, we invite you to share this with someone. And go back and listen to our previous episodes yeah. and leave us some feedback. We've opened up some question tabs on the platform. Leave us some feedback. We would love to hear from all of you and, and start developing this connection. Yeah, visit our website. Uh, drop us a message follow us on instagram slide into our dms let us know what you might want to hear in season two we would love to hear your suggestions yes with that happy holidays yeah, everyone happy new year happy new 2023 yeah we'll, we'll see you in 2023 yes we will all right bye space babies we loved having you on board this episode Join us next time as we set course on all things spiritual, psychological, and astrological. Follow and rate us wherever you hear this transmission. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Grounded Space Cadets. Until next time, take care and be well, space babies.